sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. On November 1st, we as Catholics celebrate All Saints Day. But what exactly is a saint? Why do we as Catholics pray to them? And why should you care about any of that? That's what we're going to talk about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you have questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. That, by the way, is also the email address that you can use to submit any... Complaints about your co-host? <laughs> and, uh, oh, contests, contests, contests ignition yes. at sfcatholic.org. Please no complaints about the co-host. Please no complaints. Uh, well, the co-host, that's fine, Very but not, sensitive. not the host. Uh, the co-host, once again, is Renee Kranz. Hey, Renee. Hey, Chris. So we, for those of you who maybe are regular listeners, we've been spending, well, five, we've, the last five episodes of Ignition have been um, doing a meander through the mass. And it's definitely a meander <laughs> because we haven't even gotten to the opening sign of the cross yet. We haven't, have we? No, oh, the, the priest is, is processing insane. up the yes. aisle. That's about as far as, but we're, we're going to take a little break because we said that was, although we spent five weeks looking at that um we said this is going to become an occasion once we sort of lay that foundation. It'll be something we yeah. we speak about occasionally. Although some listeners, like your mom, mom. Uh, want it more often. Mama wants more. Yeah, she, <laughs> she wants more we'll, of the mass. Please, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get it there, uh, Jeannie. We'll get it there. Just wait for it, though. <laughs> so today, actually, as, as I said in the teaser, we're going to talk about saints um, because we're recording and you, people are listening. We've already celebrated All Saints Day, but mm-hmm. November is sort of devoted to saints and souls. And souls. So, yeah. so this week and next week, we're going to talk about saints, and then the souls in purgatory right. uh, will be next week. So saints, um, as I said at the tease, when I look at you know what is a saint, why do we pray to saints, why should anybody care? Right. And I know this is a topic near and dear. We actually... Just it was just in the spring, back in April, we recorded an episode about this. Right. But I thought because it's November, it's it's been over six months, um, and liturgically, it's a liturgically appropriate topic. Yes. <laughs> uh, so how do you? Well, so I'm going to invite you to do one of two things. One, ask questions on behalf of the audience. Okay. But two, because I know, that, well, I think starting with the second one, this is a topic that's of interest to you. You um, will occasionally write articles for the... I'm supposed to do it more than occasionally, but it has become <laughs> occasionally. I, I said that. I'm I working did, on I didn't that. throw you under the I'm bus. You did it. that yourself. I know. <laughs> articles about saints. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know this is a topic that's of interest to you. So I guess maybe that's the place to start. You... Uh, the, the the final part of the tease is why should anybody care? Mm-hmm. But Renee Kranz does care. Do. Why does Renee Kranz care so darn much about the saints? Uh, because the saints are our best example of how the heck to get to heaven because it feels impossible a lot of the time. And uh, if we look to the saints, ask for their intercession, their help, I think that's our, well, of course, besides Jesus and, and God directly. They're our next best option, I feel like. Okay, so... It's, so the, the, so it's how, important to, to pay attention to them and, and what they did. Right, so the model, how they yeah. model for us and how they pray for us. Right. And, and, right. and we'll talk about both of that. By the way, folks, I think it was um, episode 454, because what we did, what I loved what we did there was kind of looking at some saints that are particularly important mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. each one of us mm-hmm. uh, was the approach we take there. But here we're just looking more generally at 
um, what they are, why we pray to them, why they matter. So you just talked about why they're important to you because they're models for us. They pray for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when people are asking you, maybe fellow Catholics, maybe other people who you know who who aren't Catholic, and wondering what the Catholic deal with saints is, how do you usually explain like that? That first question that I posed as part of the uh, intro: What is a saint? How how do you answer that question? Well, <clears throat> well, the what is a saint to me is pretty easy. That's someone who is in heaven. Uh, and has been actually like uh, declared a saint by the church. Everyone who's in heaven is a saint. We just don't know. We don't have like a definitive. Uh, it's not definitive that they're there by the, or at least the church hasn't declared that. Right. So saints called saints here are declared by the church. Saints with a capital S. Yes. If you like will. they've, they've done miracles. They've researched their background. They've cleared them. Right. They've cleared Clear. them. They've been, they've been vetted. <laughs> yes, they've been, been vetted. Thank you. Um, so what did we celebrate back on the first of this month then? Uh, that, so that was All Saints Day. Yes. And that's All Saints, meaning everyone in heaven. Right. Yes. Right. So I think a lot of Catholics don't realize that. Mm-hmm. That's the, the feast day, the solemnity, yeah. when we are recognizing all those lowercase s right. saints. So those, all those men, as you said, a saint is somebody who's in heaven mm-hmm. uh, in sort of the lower s. Right sense. Right. Uh, so that's where we celebrate all those. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a, a grandma, a close friend mm-hmm. who we don't know definitively. Parent. They mm-hmm. haven't been officially vetted by the church, mm-hmm. um, but we are celebrating all those holy men and women uh, who are, um, we we think, who are in heaven. And right. there are many of them who have not been canonized, mm-hmm. but they're there. Uh, as opposed to the capital S saints who have been vetted by the church and right. officially declared to be in heaven. Right. Uh, we, if, if you search the archives for ignition, by the way, you can find episodes where we've unpacked that canonization process. It's going to be another thing that we're going to not going to spend a lot of time on um, in this episode. So saints in the, the, the lowercase sense, which is by the way, we read about saints in the new Testament and that's usually the sense in which we read about right. them. Mm-hmm. They're holy or they're people who are in heaven, but then we have this more formal sense and that's what we're, we're going to be focusing on today. So, you already said there's somebody who the church has vet. What else did you say? Uh, what's what's it mean to be a capital S saint? Uh, when somebody asks you, Rainey, what's a saint? Your answer is what? Someone who's in heaven, someone who the church has declared to be a saint, um, judging by judging their lives and how, how they live their lives. And uh, Now, that doesn't mean they were perfect, because they, they can't be. But it does mean that they lived a heroically holy life. Yeah, a life of, uh, and, and the, I don't know if it's a technical term, it's the I've common heard it term, a lot. at least. Heroic <laughs> virtue. Right, right. A life of heroic virtue. Now, as the listener, Renee, <laughs> what the heck does that mean? That a life you, of heroic virtue. You went way above and beyond what maybe is even expected of you or what most people do. Oh, that's that's the best. That's what I'm thinking right now. What's your uh, and I'll take a crack at this in a minute. Okay. But what, what's it mean to live a life of virtue? To follow the commandments. Yeah. To do the right thing. Yeah. To do what God would want you to do. When you think about the virtues, did any particular come to your mind? Um. Well, I think I would think like on the line of the Beatitudes. So feeding the poor, um, visiting the imprisoned, uh, keeping yourself pure. Um, worshiping God, 
those kinds of things. Okay. So those are all great. And then we do have sort of the, uh, well, like saints, the more form, like virtuous life in a general sense. And then you have the more formal virtues, like the four cardinal virtues, prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude. Mm -hmm. The three theological virtues, faith, hope, and love. None of which I listed. None of which you listed, but I I, I didn't (laughs) point that out. Uh, You just did. Um, And then all sorts of other virtues, which fall under those, Mm -hmm. under the four cardinal or four moral human virtues, prudence, justice, temperance, fortitude, or the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. So... To live a virtuous life means to live according to those and the other virtues Mm -hmm. and many things that you described. So to live a life of heroic virtue means, yeah, to go above and Mm -hmm. beyond Mm -hmm. with living those. So your life has been investigated. Uh, So usually concretely, and again, the past episodes talk about the canonization process in more detail. You, I think, have written about it in the Bishop's Bulletin before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, To live a life of heroic virtue, so so. Renee Kranz one day will die and people are going to say, by gosh, by golly, that Renee she was so holy. Bill, Bill's going to. I was going to say, Bill will run into the room. No. <laughs> stop, um, stop. So somebody starts, somebody says, I think, I really think, and this is the case with black, it's South Dakota, black elk, mm-hmm. out West river. Yeah. Um, I think this was a really holy person. And I think that we should start the cause for their canonization. And this whole process, the local Bishop gets involved first, then it goes to Rome. But there is, as you already said, there's an investigation right. of their life available to us, whether through their writings or through the testimony of people who knew them. Right. Usually that's part of it. Yeah. Like, they basically turn over every rock. Yeah, exactly. Look, look in every see. closet. Yep. <laughs> um, confirming that this, this was a holy, Holy person, um, a life of heroic virtue went above and beyond. And then, um, the, in order to ultimately be canonized in the pro, do you remember the steps along the way? Yeah. Uh, it's a servant of God yep. and then a blessed venerable, venerable, sorry, venerable, blessed and saint. saint right. I knew there was so, one that was missing. Yep. So the last two, in order to be declared blessed, and then in order to be declared a saint, each of those steps, so two, twice overall, there has to be a miracle mm-hmm. that happens because somebody sought your intercession. Somebody and yours quote, unquote, alone. Right. Yeah. So they, quote unquote, prayed to you, right. and I'll explain prayed to and why I put it in right. quotes in a minute. But they prayed to you, you alone, in a sense, God. But just, not, but just not any other saints. Say other saints. Is what I mean. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and a miracle happened because of that. Mm-hmm. So your life's been invest- so you die. Your life's investigated. Yeah. Wow, she's she really lived a, lived a life of heroic virtue. If that could happen, I would be super happy. And then, <laughs> wouldn't we all? Uh, and then um, somebody prays to you, seeks your intercession and of that of no other saint, and a miracle happens because of that. All right, then you can be beatified. Mm-hmm. And then somebody prays to you again, a, a miracle's verified, verified. Right. right. Uh, and you can be canonized yeah. by the Pope. And a verified miracle is not a small thing. No, it's not. They uh, they really like they're serious about this. Yep, yep. They're very serious. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's scientists, doctors mm-hmm. are involved. It's a, it's a rigorous process. Right. So that's the process by which somebody becomes a saint, is is formally declared a saint. Um, so it's kind of what they are, but. W- the other thing, I'm, one of the questions I posed in the introduction, why do we pray to them? Mm-hmm. And Because we just touched on this. So part of the process to be formally declared a saint involves you alone among uh, human beings. Uh, there's 
God, Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, but then you are prayed to. Well, why would I pray to you at all? And why? So even after you're canonized, why would I pray to Mary or St. Joseph mm-hmm. for, as we're recording, it's November 4th, the Feast of St. Charles Borromeo, Bishop of Milan in the 16th century, uh, uh, a fantastic bishop, a bishop of heroic virtue. Mm-hmm. Um why would we pray to any of these men and women when we can just pray to God? So I want to go back to, again, the saints are a passion of yours. Renee, why, why do you, I, I get, we'll talk more about the model thing, um, but why would we pray to them when we can just go straight to the big guy himself? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there are several reasons. I don't know if you want me to give all of them, but. One is, it's either Jesus said so or it just talks about it in the Bible. One of the two, and I can't remember which it is. Uh, what, that's one reason. So say more about that. Like, well, what, what is it? What I does can't it say? remember Whoever which one it, it is. But, yeah. If, if, if it's an example is like that happens in the Bible, then we should say, hey, that might be a good way to do something. Or if Jesus says so... That that's also, it, right, we should right. do that. <laughs> but you, you, we talked about this before. You like the because somebody said so answer. <laughs> I do when it irritates you. <laughs> oh, well, there we go, ladies and I, gentlemen. I, if there's good reason behind it, then I'm good with that. Um, but there are other reasons uh, to pray to saints. So there's, to me, there's a couple things that happen. It's something that's good for you to ask the intercession of someone else, especially who's holy. Um, but it's also efficacious for them. Uh, they have a lot of um, spiritual power, I guess I would describe it as. A lot of pull with the big guy. <laughs> and they can intercede on your behalf. Jesus wants us, God wants us to use each other, to to have each other pray for each other. Why does he want that? Because I think because it builds community and it helps us rely on each other. Because we're a... We're a family. We're a community. Yep. Yep. So that one of the terms that we use to describe a more technical or official term you find in the catechism, the communion of saints, um, the church is the people of God. And there are the people of God who are in heaven, who are in purgatory and who are on earth, the church triumphant, Mm -hmm. suffering and militant. militant. Um, But another way, uh, even more biblical way, I think is the church is one big, hopefully very happy <laughs> family. Uh, happy sometimes. <laughs> right, right. Well, some of them are. Yes. Some of them definitely are. Yes. Some of us who are still on earth, not always so much. Yeah. But yeah so we're a family. So God is our father. Mm-hmm. And yeah, can I go straight to mm-hmm. to my heavenly father? I can and I should. Right. I should. But you are exactly right. We find time and time again, um, especially in the writings of St. Paul, mm-hmm. uh, but we find instances where we are encouraged to turn to one another because, yeah, we are mm-hmm. a family. Mm-hmm. So the Father wants us, of course, he wants us to rely on him, but he also wants us to turn to our big brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in the faith, mm-hmm. to seek their intercession. Do we, do we, in a sense, need to? No. But, but the Father rejoices when we turn to him, but also one another, knowing that we're all part of his family. Right. So we don't go into this certainly, and I, and I think Catholics know this, and I hope other, other, other people know this as well. We don't d- go to other saints sort of to spite God, right. certainly. <laughs> right. But we also don't even go to the saints like sort of like, well, God can't. 
So, but the right. saint can certainly not that. But even more, we go to other saints knowing that the, the only reason something's going to happen good for us is because the saint is in turn turning to the to Father God. for mm-hmm. us. Right. So our this is why earlier I put for those who were watching, I put saints pray to saints in air quotes because when when we pray to a saint, we know that the saint is in turn right. turning mm-hmm. to our heavenly Father to right. pray for us. So can I ask a question about that? Yeah. And hopefully I won't throw everything off. Um, I think some people have difficulties with this, some inside the church, some outside the church, uh, of the praying too. Um, and the way I understand it, and the way I've always kind of looked at it, is that I'm asking them for their intercession because the the grace, the gift, the whatever the thing is you're praying for actually comes from God, not from the saint. So although I have heard some people maybe say that saints do have the power to heal them mm. from themselves, but, and that's, that's my question is because I've heard different things. Yeah. So that's a great question and I'll answer it momentarily, okay. but in case somebody's just tuning in, uh, you're listening to Edition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Berg, while visiting today with Renee Kranz about saints, what they are, why we pray to them and why anybody else should care. <laughs> so yeah, so, so the saints have power in and of themselves to heal things. I think we could actually look, I'm um, going through with some folks, uh, high schoolers actually, the Acts of the Apostles. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're seeing there all sorts of instances where uh, Peter's healing people, Paul's raising right. people from the dead. Right. Um, so we see instances where uh, people who are literally alive, like alive on earth, not mm-hmm. alive in heaven, but alive on earth, do miracles. But are they do? Are, does Peter have the ability to raise somebody from the dead by his own power? No. No. Right. So similarly, Peter now in heaven having died an earthly death, um, his earthly life having ended 2000, almost 2,000 years ago. He's now in heaven. And can he, can he still work miracles? Well, yeah, the same way that he could work miracles when he was on earth by the power of God right. himself. Right. So when we pray to saints and ask them to intercede for us, whether in miraculous ways or more ordinary ways, um, they're able to do that. What they're doing, they're really, it, it's always the grace of God. So when we pray, should we say, let's say it's Padre Pio, who's yeah. one of my favorites, um, and we needed some healing of something. Yeah. You wouldn't say then, Padre Pio, please heal me of my such and such. You might say, please intercede on my behalf. Yeah, that's. Is, I this, mean, is that a is that a is that yeah. being too technical? Well, I, or is I that important? What's your intention? I think I, okay. I think we should recognize the fact that because I th- and you would like you, you Renee Kranz would have this right. recognition. You you know that Padre Pio has no power right. to perform some miraculous healing of his own mm-hmm. but he he does have if he has that power it's because god has given it to him and he knows that and you know that so i think it's okay in a that's sort of like shorthand way of saying peter pio please heal me that's shorthand for saying peter pio please intercede right. for so just so there's no in your head that's what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. does that make sense yeah does that it answer does. your question yes okay so um we pray to them yeah because they're they're part of the family we see saint paul again all the time saying pray for one another mm-hmm. saint paul does not say only go to god you right. should only ask god to pray no all the time he's thanking people for their prayers he's encouraging other people to pray for himself and for others and for each other uh, so we see time and time again, again, because we're part of a family, we're part of the, the people of God, the family of God, we see uh, in the Bible itself and then throughout church history, people saying, pray for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing with saints. We're saying to the saints, 
pray for us with this. Mm-hmm. I can and should ask the same of God, but he and our early leaders in the church and all the way up to today encourage us to do the same thing with one another. Right. And I think we have to remember too that the saints are not dead. They are more alive than we are. Right. So when we're 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 praying to our as much as you're sitting here, even though I can't see the saints, there might be one sitting right here. Right, I don't right, know. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, right. the next saint who will be stalking me soon. Right. I don't know. right. Exactly. <laughs> but they are as alive and more than we are. So you're you're praying to the living, not the dead. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And and that reminds me of something else that you said earlier that I want to uh, em- reiterate and emphasize. Um, their prayers are more powerful than ours because they are being in heaven now perfectly righteous. Right. And I think it's in St. Uh, James' letter, the letter of St. James, he talks about how the prayers of a righteous man mm. um, are very powerful. They right. availeth much, I think, right. in some translations. So the prayers of those who are in heaven being fully righteous, if you will, um, completely without sin now, they are being in heaven. They are perfected. Right. Um, their prayers are particularly powerful. Mm-hmm. One reason I think sometimes the something. Okay, why do you think people would look sideways, Renee, at the Catholic practice of praying to saints? Why would some people think that this is an iffy and maybe even downright unbiblical practice? Do you well, think? I have heard of basically two reasons. Some people see it as worship mm-hmm. when you pray to someone. And there's also that uh, uh, praying to the dead thing. Right. I've heard that often yep, yep. on Catholic Answers Live specifically. I've heard that question come up many times. Yeah. So there's a third one, which we've already addressed, that why would you pray to anybody but God by right. himself? We right. don't talk about that. But you're, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, that it's communicating with the dead, mm-hmm. which is forbidden. Right. Uh, and what was the first one that you mentioned? Uh, as worship. Yeah, as worship. Yeah. So I hope we've also clarified to that of your the first of your two points we don't when we pray to we're just asking for their right. prayers right we're not adoring right. or worshiping and saints. if you are you should stop you should yes <laughs> Please. but i don't think i don't know any catholic who literally adores or worships so so if you saint. have a statue of a saint in your home that's not worshiping them it's no. just, it's very much similar to a Similar to our bobblehead right. of the Pope over of, here. Yes, yes. <laughs> or to a picture of a your member. grandmother you might have. Right. Um, it's just in a different form. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. as long as you're not like, you know, bowing to that. Well, but Although even, you can do that. But again, so yeah. So because some people say you, so you'll, see, you'll see pictures <laughs> of, uh, there's a famous, I remember one anti-Catholic tract. Um, had a black and white picture of John Paul II bowing to a statue of Mary, Our Lady of Fatima. See, Catholics worship. He's literally bowing down before a statue of Mary. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's a statue, and it's not even one of God. It's right. of Mary. But what's his disposition? I mean, we, we you know in, in our mass series, we talked about how in the medieval period, people would genuflect to their king. Right. Genuflection right. Is, a, is, is a posture today— of of adoration, right. a gesture of adoration. But in the medieval period, that, that was a sign of respect. Right. So bowing to a statue of Mary isn't neither worshiping the statue nor even worshiping Mary. Right. 
um, it's it's a gesture of of veneration of respect, but not of adoration worship, yeah. and worship. Yeah, those are very different things. They are. For they sure. are. So yeah, it's really a more a, a <clears throat> where where are you in your heart? Right. Right. Yeah. So like I think of you know many people will uh, many many people of faith of multiple faiths, not just Christian, uh, other religions as well, uh, will will kneel by their bedside to say their prayers. Are they worshiping their bed? <laughs> oh, great mattress! You Sometimes are soft and comfortable. No, no. But look, they're kneeling before the bed. No, no. Right. Of course not. Right. So you have to like, what's what's the disposition of the person's heart? Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't make presumptions just because that's not how you uh, might. That's a, a religious posture that means one thing to you doesn't mean it means the same thing to right. other people. For sure. So we're not worshiping the saints. All right. What about communicating with the dead? What, what do you like? What's your response to that? Well, question. I would or first challenge? ask the person: Are the people in heaven dead? Right. Because that's that's the first thing you have to help them to understand is that people in heaven are not dead. If they are, well, we're in trouble. Okay. But <laughs> then, the church, then going to heaven means nothing. <laughs> but the church does forbid us from trying to contact with people who, who are, are on the other side. Sure. Trying to contact them through a medium. So to, to as like long as ask I them do questions about my, the future and okay, things like so that. So as long as I do it on my, by myself, it, <laughs> It's okay. I really don't I like this line of questioning. The... <laughs> I sense a disturbance in the force. Yeah, really. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, it's so no. It, so it's not just through a medium. It's even if I try to, you know, uh, raise the spirits myself. Okay. Well, why? What's wrong with that? Well, okay. So in this context, what the church forbids, what scripture forbids is me trying to contact the dead to gain information. Right. That will be so of value and use <laughs> Very inarticulate me. way. <laughs> right. So we see Saul, who goes to the witch of Endor mm. to raise the spirit of Samuel to find stuff out way back in, I think, the second, first yeah. or second, first book of Samuel, yeah. I think. Yeah. That's a no-no because he's trying to gain information because it shows that he doesn't trust God. Sure, yep. That's different than me asking a saint to intercede for mm-hmm. me. I'm not like if I try to raise the spirit of Mary or Joseph <laughs> or try to get them to come and and um, t- for them to uh, tell me something mm-hmm. where I'm trying to gain power for myself, that's where it becomes that, – that will be problematic. Yeah. Now, now maybe I, I really, I really want to know. Like, maybe a young person is discerning their vocation. Oh, sure. Now, the, yeah, it's fine for them to look, I, Mary, Joseph, whoever, pray for me that I would know. But that's different than mm-hmm. raising them, trying to have power over them in order for me to gain right. the knowledge. Right. You're just asking for their their help and their exactly asking for favor. help is different than trying to gain control. Right. So does that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So. We got like half a minute left, Renee. I, I think we've covered all the bases with regard to saints. I think Don't so. I, at I, least, at least in general, yeah. Any go-to resources, just real quickly, that come to your mind? We've got a few episodes of Ignition that I want to mention. You can look up in the archives: four fifty-four, three ninety-seven, one fifty-three, and twenty-eight. Again, four fifty-four, three ninety-seven, one fifty-three, and twenty-eight. Any, any? And of course, you can find the "Can We Be Saints" blog on the uh, diocesan website. So can we be saints? Uh, yeah, it's uh, sfcatholic.org slash saints, Bill. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Slash saints. So 
Great stuff, Renee. Thanks yeah. for being here yeah, today. you bet. So hopefully that was of help to you on uh, anything about saints, and that will wrap up this episode. If you do have questions, the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. And until next time, may God bless you.